Welcome to Unlocking Meaning in Christian Relationships. This podcast is all about discovering knowledge that will allow you to love yourself and others in intentional ways, which is ultimately the key to unlocking and living a life full of meaning. I'm your host, Daniel Wilson, and it's time to dive into today's topic. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today. This episode is going to be about how the emotional needs of males and females are different and why this even matters. This is a topic that I'm super passionate about. I think that learning about how men and women are different is very useful and it's a worthwhile pursuit because most of the time we don't realize that the opposite gender sees and experiences the world in a different way than us. And uh, it's really easy to learn about the differences and I think it makes a big difference when you do. So hopefully this will be useful and you can learn something interesting and apply it into your own life. So to start off, emotional needs are a little different from love languages. Um, If love languages are the how, then emotional needs are the what. Emotional needs are the biggest, most fundamental, most core needs that we have. When they are met, we can grow and flourish and reach our full potential. And when they aren't met, when they aren't met, uh, we struggle and we suffer, and we're in pain. Um, relating this to a plant, um, a plant needs food or nutrients, sunlight, water, and when it has all these things, it can grow, and life is good. But if it doesn't have one of these things, it's not going to be as healthy. If it doesn't have two, if it doesn't have all three, it's going to be less healthy or dead. And it's kind of the same thing with us human beings. Maybe we can handle things if one or two of our needs isn't met, but we are really not going to be in a good place if none of our needs are being met. Um, And I'm sure each of you can think of times when life was really good and you were super happy and... uh, That was probably because all of your most important needs were being consistently met. And you can also think of times when you were really sad or going through a dark time in your life. And that was a time when your needs were probably not being met. Having different needs isn't wrong, it's just different. Both are important, both need to be met, um, both are valuable and necessary. And that's awesome and that's something that should be celebrated. And I think that better understanding each other and each other's needs is a great way to uh, love like Christ did um, in an intentional way. So to start off, I think that the biggest need that women women have is for security slash safety. There's a lot that goes into this, um, but all in all, I think that women want to feel safe. They want to know that they are in an environment where they can thrive, where they don't have to worry about the future or wonder what's going to happen. And this involves a lot of reassurance. Women don't like having to guess and to wonder um, about how you're feeling or about what's happening. They like to be in the know and they need reassurance frequently um, about whatever their various emotional needs. Um, And this can be hard for guys because we tend to 
share how we feel through our actions, whereas women prefer to be loved and receive love um, in words. Um, but in general, if you think about two women chatting with each other, they are very verbal, they're very good at communicating, they state their needs and they talk about their problems, and they do it clearly and explicitly, and that's how they bond, that's how they connect, and it's really easy for women to fill each other's needs like that for reassurance and emotional closeness because it's natural for them to talk like that and to bond. Um, us guys, we typically aren't as talkative. We would rather do something like go play a sport or um, play a video game or just any sort of activity where you can hang out and be together. It's not so much about the words that you're saying, but it's about the things that you're doing. So this can cause a problem if you're trying to reassure a woman. Um, and obviously this can be in more intimate settings with a significant other. This can be a friend, a female friend, a female coworker, a, free, a female classmate. As a guy, you're going to want to... It's going to be really natural for you to just do things to show this woman that you care or that everything's okay, but she needs you to say it. Um, and vice versa um, for men. Um, words are great and all, but we would prefer to be shown love um, through actions. That's what means the most to us, and that's the easiest way for us to see that and to feel it. So... Next time that you notice a woman needs to need some reassurance because she isn't feeling safe or secure, um, make sure that you try to do it with your words and to really help her feel safe emotionally um, through what you say. Um, another thing, another way to meet a woman's need for security or safety is through emotional closeness. Um, if you have noticed, women can sometimes be very emotional. This isn't a bad thing. Uh, I think it's awesome. I love how emotional women are. I love that this emotionality leads them to be so passionate and supportive and driven. And I think it leads to a lot of love as well. And I really admire and respect women for how well they experience how fully they experience their emotions and share them with others and use them to make the world a better place but us guys we're not very emotional um, we're a little more stoic uh, we're much more logical and sometimes it's really easy for guys to make fun of women or to judge them for how emotional they are um, that you can it's easy for guys to think that women are weak or inferior because they can't handle their emotions. I don't think it's fair to think that. And anytime you are judging a woman for her emotions, instead of validating them and supporting her in them, then you are missing out on a big opportunity to love her in a way that is very core and fundamental to her being. Um, and the last one that I think factors into making a woman feel safe and secure is helping her to feel that she is beautiful. Um, 
And again, this needs to be communicated in words more so than actions, although actions are great as well. It's much more meaningful to a woman to hear that she's beautiful in words and in ways that express that to her in ways that she can understand and that mean the most to her. Um, and when I say helping a woman feel beautiful, obviously this has a lot to do with physical things, um, but there's much more to it than that. Women want to feel beautiful for their qualities and their characteristics, and you don't have to be in an intimate relationship with a woman to meet her need to feel beautiful. Um, it's not easy for guys to compliment women in today's world in general because most of the time it can come off really creepy or like you're hitting on them or whatever. But there is a way to compliment women in today's world, whether that's a classmate or a teammate or a coworker or your partner, significant other, that is not physical, it's not sexual, it's um, deeper and a little more meaningful than that. Um, one way to do this is to focus on a specific quality. Like if you work with a girl and you notice that she's always so happy and positive, you can let her know that. Like, hey, um, I just have noticed the past couple weeks how happy and positive you always are and I think that is such a beautiful quality in today's world and I appreciate um, the light and positivity that you bring to every room that you enter but women love to hear that they are beautiful and that isn't something that is prideful or arrogant for them they're not just fishing for compliments and trying to be selfish that's an actual emotional need that they have and it's it can be hard if you're a guy to understand this because we don't have the same need so it can seem stupid or frivolous or unnecessary but we'll get into the needs that guys have and ultimately it comes back comes down to treating others like you want to be treated um, you have specific needs as a guy and women have specific needs as well and if you expect to be treated um, in ways that meet your emotional needs, then obviously you need to treat other people in that same way. So these, these things I mentioned about women are unique to them, and it can be really hard for us guys to grasp this. I'm not saying that I'm an expert. I feel like I've barely scratched the surface, but... Um, I have spent some time learning about this, and I think it's super interesting. But even still, I have a hard time um, in certain situations trying to understand women's needs and really um, connect with them and give them what they need. And again, I just want to emphasize that this isn't just for romantic relationships. This can be any woman in your life. Um, your mom, your grandma, your aunts female coworker, female teammate, female classmate, any sort of woman, just a, a friend. Um, these are needs that all of the women in your have, all of the women in your life have. And 
I think it is a worthy effort to choose to love the women in your life in the ways that are most important to them. So now for the men. Um, A man's biggest need is respect. And this can be a really hard concept to grasp for women and even for men. Like, I'm I'm a guy, but I really don't fully grasp this whole respect thing. Um, but I have spent some time learning about it, and I think I'm getting a bit of a handle on it, and hopefully this will make sense. So, respect is admiration and trust. It's, it's not dependence, but it is humility to, like, let the guy serve you, let the guy help you. It's the humility to rely on him when you need to. A man will feel respected if you can show him that you trust his knowledge, his opinions, and his decisions. Another way to help men feel respected is to make a big deal about cool things that they have accomplished, like something they've built or overcome in their life or their performance on something. I'm a soccer player. I love playing soccer. It's something I've devoted a lot of time to, a lot of years of my life. Um, And I feel really respected when someone comes up to me and can compliment me in a genuine way. Like, I noticed that you scored a goal today with your left foot and your right foot. That's really awesome that you have that skill um, to be able to use both your feet, and I really respect that. If someone said that to me, I would feel really happy I'm like oh thank you it is hard to use both my feet and I've spent a lot of time on this um, so that would make me feel really loved um, men love to build things and fix things they love to have battles to fight and demons to slay um, and beautiful ladies to save they like to be warriors and builders so anytime you can Um, say to a man, express to him that what he has done is awesome and admirable to you, he'll feel respected. Um, Men also want to feel competent or good enough. This is a huge one. Um, Even if a guy doesn't know how to do something, he wants to be believed in. Um, Most of the time, if a guy is presented with a problem or comes across one, He will expend every effort to try and overcome it, to try and find a solution. Um, He doesn't want to be criticized or disrespected because he doesn't know how to do everything right now at the present moment in time. He wants to be believed in. So if a guy in your life comes across a problem, something you could do to make him feel really loved, be like, hey, I think it's awesome that You are so brave to try and figure this out, and I know you can do it. I know you can find a solution, because that's just who you are. I believe in you. That would probably make him feel like the most powerful guy in the world. Um, Another thing um, is that men need time and space to process, and also just time and space to be themselves. Women are a lot more relational and emotional and communicative than men. Um... And women also process their thoughts um, as they talk. 
So that's a big reason why they love talking with other women and chatting and talking about their feelings. The actual process of talking is what helps them to organize their thoughts and work through them. But for men, we can't do that. That's not really how it works. We need more time and we need space by ourselves to be able to process. And then we can come back and share our thoughts. Um, this can be really hard for women to give men this kind of space because they like to talk. They're very verbal and relational, like I mentioned. Um, but it's important to realize that just because a man wants some space or he needs a little bit of time before he talks to you about something, it doesn't mean that he doesn't love you or he doesn't care about you. It's That's just how he works. Um, you got to give him the benefit of the doubt, just like he'll be giving you the benefit of the doubt with the unique ways that you are different and with the unique needs that you have. So I think this is really important because it can make life really meaningful and intentional. Um, for a long time in my life, I just kind of went through the motions. Um, I didn't know how to love people and I didn't feel like I was making much of a difference in this world. And I realized that I wanted to know how to do that. I wanted to know how to love people and how to serve them in ways that were most meaningful to them. And for a while it was super hard and it still is a lot of the time. Um, because, especially when it comes to loving women, I, I don't have those same needs. My brain doesn't work in that same way. I don't see and experience the world in that way. And even with other guys, like we may have the same basic needs, but the way that they are met or expressed isn't always exactly the same. So it has been really satisfying to choose to be intentional and love people in ways that are meaningful to them. It helps me to feel really selfless and Christ-like. And it really does just make me fill me with the kind of happiness that I don't get any other way. Um, it's one thing to just randomly do something good, but it's something else to, to know full well that someone needs something and you can give that to them and you do so, even though it's not easy or natural for you. And I have a couple of scriptures that I want to share that support this point. Um, the first one is James chapter 2, verses 14 through 17. It says, What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith, and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked, and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. So these verses can be a little hard to understand, but basically he's saying, what good is it if someone comes to you who needs some food and you just say to them, hey, be warm and be full, and then you don't actually give them, give them the things that they need? Like, that does nothing. There's no point in doing that. Um, just like that. A faith, if it doesn't have the works or the actions to support it, is dead. It's useless. It's not going to get you anywhere. I think it takes real faith to choose to love someone in a way that's meaningful to them, even though it doesn't make sense to you. 
and I encourage you to try it out if you don't believe me and see how you feel afterwards. Um, the next scripture is Proverbs 3.27. I really like this one. It says, Withhold not good from them to whom it is due, when it is in the power of thine hand to do it. I think that we have a responsibility as Christians to love and to serve and to give to people who need it. Um, everyone deserves to be loved in the ways that they need. Um, we all have needs. We all have to rely on other people. We're social creatures, and sometimes we struggle and we need help. So if you have the power to give someone something that they need, I hope that you would do it. Um, not just because it's the right thing to do, which it is, but also because it will help you to feel good and it will help you to grow and to know that you have made a meaningful difference in this world. And the last one is John fifteen twelve. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. So again, kind of mentioned this in the last episode, but we're supposed to love other people as Jesus has loved us. And he loved us intentionally. He loved us in ways that are most important to us. And I'm about to explain that. So I feel like the essence of Christianity is love. Christ always built people up and he added to them. He loved them in the most important ways and he met their deepest needs. He loved men in ways that are most meaningful to men. He loved women in ways that are most meaningful to women. For example, um, when Lazarus died, um, Jesus was good friends with Lazarus, Lazarus and with his sisters, Mary and Martha. Um, he received word that Lazarus was sick and he actually chose to wait and to not go um, because he wanted to use this opportunity to um, show forth the power of God so that other people could glorify God. He knew that Lazarus was going to die, and he knew that he was going to bring him back from the dead. That was his plan all along. Eventually, he shows up. He gets there. Mary and Martha both come to him and talk with him, and they're like, Hey, why didn't you come earlier? Um, Lazarus died, and we know that you could have saved him if you were here. Um, they were they were really sad. They were crying. Um, and I think it's really awesome what Jesus does in this situation. So remembering what I just said about how guys love to fix things and solve problems, he shows up to the scene, and instead of immediately fixing the problem, which was his intention to do in the first place, and which he had the power to do, um, he didn't. He chose to take the time to cry with Mary and Martha. He joined them in their sorrow. Um, he connected with them, because that's what they needed at the moment. Yeah, I'm sure it would have been great as well if he would have just showed up and instantly brought him back from the dead, but he didn't do that. He chose to meet their needs and to love those two women in the way that was most meaningful to them. He offered that emotional closeness. He offered that security and that safety. And I think it is really beautiful that even though he knew full well what he was about to do, um, that he chose to take the time to cry with them. In today's world, 
uh, men can sometimes be looked down on if they cry or express emotion like that. But I think it is really Christ-like and beautiful to choose to love other people in ways that are most meaningful to them, even if other people don't appreciate it or if it can be seen as weak or even feminine. Um, I don't think that Christ was feminine or weak for choosing to do what he did. I think it was an act of strength and that it was really intentional example of love. Um, there's another example. Christ is with his disciples and the tax collector guy shows up. He's like, hey, does your master pay taxes or what? And Peter's like, oh yeah, yeah, like we'll pay some taxes. And then he goes to talk to Jesus and Jesus kind of reprimands him. He's like, Peter, um, I'm the king here. Do, do kings pay taxes? And Peter's like, no. And Jesus is like, yeah, you're right, Peter. I don't pay taxes. But um, in order to fix this situation, um, there's actually a fish that has a coin in its stomach. And I need you to go, go to the shore, cast in a hook, catch this fish, open its mouth, take the piece of money out, and give it to the guy for to pay taxes for me and you. And I think it's awesome that Jesus chooses to respect Peter in this example. He could have just found a different lost coin on the road and solved the problem himself. Um, but Peter probably would have felt really stupid about his blunder and his mistake. But instead, he gave Peter the opportunity to fix this situation himself. And I think that is an example of respect. He let Peter go and take care of the situation and make it better. And I think that Peter probably respected Jesus a lot more after this. Um, and Jesus could have done it differently, like I mentioned, but he chose to do it that way because it met Peter's need. And even though it was a genuine mistake on Peter's part, um, he did his best to fix it. And that's a big way how guys work. We make a lot of mistakes and we know it, but you give us the chance to fix it, to make it better, we will. I know it can be really hard and uncomfortable to love people in intentional ways and to meet their deepest emotional needs, especially when you don't share those needs and you don't understand them all the way. And that's okay. That's natural. Um, I also know that as you strive to meet those needs and strive to love people in ways that Christ would love them, that your life will become more satisfying and meaningful and that you will find a lot more joy knowing that you are loving someone in a pure and selfless way. And I also know that it will become a lot more natural to do so with time. It's just like exercise or any sort of practice. The more you do it, the easier it'll get. Um, so thank you all for listening. I hope that this episode was useful and that you learned something cool. Um, and if you did learn something cool and liked what I had to say today, I would appreciate it if you could follow the show and even share it with people who um, might like the kind of stuff that I talk about. Um, so thank you all. Have a good one. Bye.